Hey guys, it's Faith Duo. Back with another video. And we are back at it again with another Believe in the Bible series. This one is, scoot it closer. This one is Bible Inspiration. Bible Inspiration. And you really need to stick to the end because you're going to see a lot of mind blowing, interesting facts. Yes, that uh, prove the Bible's legitimacy. Yeah, so if you're, you're here, you don't have a, I guess, uh, what do you call it? You are doubting whether the Bible is inspired, then this is the study for you. All right, let's go. dig in. All right, so uh, let's see. Introduction says, when one accepts the reasonable possibility of being a divine being, it seems logical that such a being would seek to communicate with his creation. Are you willing to consider the possibility that such a divine being communicated to us through the Bible? Yes, because I want somebody to be reaching out to me. All right, few books claim a divine origin. Before we examine the Bible, we should ask, does the Bible claim to be from God? Now, uh, we have a lot of verses in here, so we've already pre-filled these out. So we definitely want you to look at your own Bible and search the scriptures for yourself and find these answers for yourself. Uh, 2 Timothy 3.16, Paul claims all scripture is given by inspiration. Inspiration of God. And it also says in some version translated, breathe, God breathe. Mm -hmm. uh, the scripture did not come by the will of blank. Man. But holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Then God testified to man by placing his spirit in his prophets men that spoke for God on earth and then 1 Corinthians 2 12 to 13 the things Paul taught were not from words of men but from the Holy Spirit and then in Genesis it has many verses uh, talking about then God said God said so um, there's 2700 claims of divine authorship in the Bible right so it is your understanding that the Bible claims to have a divine origin? Right, yes it does and it says it comes from God. Alright, so just because a book claims to have a divine origin does not make it so. So does the Bible contain characteristics of divine origin such as internal scientific evidence to support its claim? Yes, we've seen this and we're about to dive in and find out. Yeah, very interesting. So Isaiah 40, 22, Isaiah claims God sits above the circle of the earth. So people during ancient times believed that the earth was flat. And people still do. So, uh, but the Bible claims it's a circle. Uh, Genesis 6, 15, Noah was instructed to build the ark by making the length of it. 300 cubits, the breadth of it, 50 cubits, and the height of it, 30 cubits. And so the, this ratio he used to build the ark is 30 by 5 by 3. And this is actually the perfect ratio for building of a large vessel uh, for seaworthiness and not for speed. And the U.S. Navy even uses the same ratio um, in World War II to build SS Jeremiah O'Brien to carry cargo. That's crazy. It is. Um, Ecclesiastes and Amos says, where does the water from the rivers return? To the sea. And do the seas ever fill up? No. And where do the clouds get their rain? From the sea. And where do the clouds empty themselves? Onto the earth. So the water cycle is studied by 
children all over the world. Uh, we have satellite imagery to prove it and today, but such technology did not exist during that time. Stuff you can't deny, you see with your eyes happening. Exactly, so uh, it's just amazing. Uh, Job 38, 24, the Lord asked Job if he knew how light is diffused. diffused. So when narrow beams of sunlight pass through a prism, it's divided into a spectrum. And this concept was supposedly just undiscovered until the time of Sir Isaac Newton. Hmm. All right, Psalms 8, 8, the psalmist declared there are paths of the sea. So paths of the sea. So uh, history lesson, Matthew Fontaine Murray is considered the father of oceanography. He read Psalms 8.8 and set out to map out the paths of the sea. In 1855, he wrote The Physical Geography of the Sea and its Meteorology, uh, the first textbook of modern oceanography. He once said, I have been blamed by men of science both in the country and in England for quoting the Bible in confirmation of the doctrines of physical geography. The Bible, they say, was not written for scientific purposes and is therefore no authority in matters of science. I beg pardon. The Bible is authority of everything it touches. What would you think of a historian who should refuse to consult historical records of the Bible because the Bible was not written for the purpose of history? The Bible is true and science is true. Mm. All right, so uh, that was uh, Matthew Fontaine Murray basically showing the world that there were paths to the sea. All right, summary questions. Was the Bible lucky or did it display divine knowledge when it described the circle of the earth? It displayed divine knowledge. Um, so was the Bible lucky or did it display divine knowledge when it recorded the perfect ratio to build the ark? Divine knowledge because it knew it before we knew it here on earth. And what about was it lucky or divine for the water cycle? It's divine. Lucky or divine when about diffusion of light? That's divine. And lucky or divine with the pass of the sea? divine because some of these things like the average human doesn't know like we forget we might have heard it in school but that's just not common knowledge and the bible was came in the fact before we had such tools to study science like that right. so yeah that's what makes it so amazing so um divine authorship the bible did not get lucky or because it cannot get lucky over and over and over again so true all, all right, right. If you enjoyed this section of finding out that the Bible came from improving that the Bible is divine and new beforehand, you know, come back for part two. Part two. All right. So getting right into it. Does the Bible contain medical information unknown in ancient times that would support divine authorship? Hmm. Um, Genesis 17 and 12, God told Abraham to circumcise male children on the eighth day. Eighth day. And on the day eight, uh, males have the greatest blood clotting ability in all their life. It's the perfect day to perform surgery. Wow. Um, to get that uh, taken care of. And that's what doctors do today, still do it today. Uh, did the Bible forbid Israel from eating animals which died naturally or torn by another beast? Yes, in Leviticus 17:15, it says it did. And due to the risk of disease and contamination, State and local laws prohibit slaughterhouses processing animals found dead. So the Bible knew that before time. Uh, did the Bible command Israel to bury their human waste? Yes. Uh, the Black Plague resulted from improper disposal of human waste, and 13 million people died because of that. 
but the Bible knew that beforehand. Uh, where is the life of flesh found according to the Bible? In Leviticus 17 11, it says in the blood. Um, that's true. We know that. So in George Washington, when he became ill, doctors actually drained his blood several times and he died from blood loss. And this treatment was a common practice in, in I guess, until the 20th century. Mm. So they didn't, they were taking the life out of him. Um, but now we know better. Uh, God allowed Israel to eat only animals that had a divided what? Hoof. And those who chewed? Cut. And that's found in Leviticus. So animals like pig were considered unclean, and now we know that pigs carry microscopic parasites that cause um, uh, trichinosis in humans if the meat is not properly cooked. Mm. Uh, God allowed Israel to eat only aquatic life from seas and rivers that had fins and scales. Okay, so uh, fins and scales were important. All important fish were all the important fish with poisonous flesh. Uh, lack of ordinary scales. Instead, this, these poisonous fish are covered with bristles or spiny scales uh, that are sharp, uh, strong thorns or spines and are encased in a bony box-like covering. Ugh. So, we want to stay away from those. Uh, God forbid eating reptiles. Mm -hmm. uh, name a few reptiles that were specific. They named the gecko, the monitor, chameleon. Yeah, so those lizards we need to stay away from because it says nearly 90% of reptiles actually are carriers of salmonella bacteria. I just think it's cool because these are like scientific names we use for these specific species today. Like it's just facts on facts. Like, yeah, it was written back then, way back yeah. then. All right, summary questions. Was the, was the Bible lucky or divine when it uh, said to be circumcised the eighth day? Divine. Bible lucky or divine when it forbade eating animals that died of natural causes? Divine. Lucky or divine when it commanded about human waste being discarded? Divine. Very. Uh, was the Bible lucky or divine when it stated life is in the blood? Divine. Lucky or divine when it forbade eating pork, reptiles, and fish with no scales and fins? Divine. Alright. So, got through section two. Uh, once again, we see that the Bible is divine. It cannot continue to get lucky over and over again. Uh, the Bible is inspired. Let's go on to part three, so check it out. All right, we're back with part three of the Believe in the Bibles series. So let's get started. All right, so does the Bible contain prophetic evidence that God is its author? Uh, let's see, Jeremiah 29, 8. Uh, you probably want to look at this for yourself, uh, but it's basically saying that prophets, prophets were trying to trick people, saying they were from God, um, but they really weren't. Um, then Micah 5, 2 says, from what city would the one who would rule over Israel come? Bethlehem. In what city did Mary deliver Jesus? Bethlehem. So there was over 700 years between Micah's prophecy and then Luke's record over 700 years, so there's no way that that could be passed down and be specifically correct. No. All right, how many pieces of silver did the prophet Zechariah foretell would be used for hire? 30 pieces. And then how many pieces of silver did they promise Judas to betray Jesus? 30 pieces. Again, uh, a long time passed. 
Uh, the prophet said that 30 pieces of silver would be thrown to the what? Potter. And then um, Matthew 27, what did they purchase with Judas's 30 pieces of silver? Potter's field, and that was 500 years later between Zechariah's prophecy and Matthew's report. 500 years between the writings. It's crazy. Uh, what would they do to his Jesus's face according to the prophet Isaiah? Spit. And then what did they do to Jesus's face according to Matthew? Spit. And that was 700 years between Isaiah's prophecy and the record of Matthew. That's wild. Wow. Insane. So what did Psalm 22 say they would pierce? His hands and feet. And then in John, where were the scars located that Thomas observed on Jesus? In his hands. Okay. And what did the psalm say they would do with his garments? Divide them among themselves. And then Matthew 27, as they crucified him, what did they do with the garments of Jesus? Divided garments, casting lots. Now that was 1,000 years between David's psalm and the records of John and Matthew. Wow. A thousand, a thousand years. years between the right that's crazy it's yeah mm -hmm. like, okay all right so was the bible lucky or divine when it declared jesus would be born in bethlehem divine what about lucky or divine when it declared jesus would be betrayed with Had 30 pieces of the exact amount of money uh lucky or divine when it declared jesus would be struck and spit on divine what about when his hands and feet would be pierced Garments will be divided. Divine. So it says anyone can make a lucky guess. Those who study the past can even make a few accurate, educated guesses or predictions. Only a supreme being can prophesy with 100% accuracy about events to occur in the distant future. Mm -hmm. There are approximately 800 prophecies in the Old Testament and 300 applied directly to Jesus. Ooh. Wow. All right. Does the Bible contain geographic? and archaeological evidence of divine authorship. Exodus 23, 28, God was going to help Israel to drive out the Hivite, Canaanite, and Hittite, Hittite Now, you say it. Okay, outside the Bible, there was no evidence of the Hittite nation. Some claimed this was a biblical error. In 1906, Hugh Winker does discovered the Hittite capital and more than 10,000 clay tablets from his library, from his library. Mm, no. So they found the Hittite nation. Wow. In 1906. So it was there. It wasn't a Bible error. Um, and we see. It was a world error. We just hadn't uncovered it yet. Right, exactly. Uh, Daniel 7-1, in the first year of who? Belshazzar. King of Babylon. Daniel had a dream and visions of his head while on his bed. Outside the Bible, there was no record found of Babylonian king until 1876. Sir Henry Rawlinson discovered more than 2,000 Babylonian tablets containing confirmation of Belshazzar. We just have to find it. Pontius Pilate was the governor of Judah during the reign of Tiberius Caesar. Now there was no physical evidence of Pilate held this position until a stone tablet was found in 1961 with the inscription Pontius Pilate, perfect of Judah. So they found that he existed. 
Now, Pilate is somebody who spoke to Jesus directly, and I feel like if the history of Pilate is true, like that. Oh, there's no denying that Jesus is a real person. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And if Jesus is real, it's like, okay now, okay now. Yeah. Samuel took a horn of oil and anointed who? David. David. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him from that day forward. David is mentioned around 1,000 times in the Bible, yet there is no confirmation of his existence beyond the Bible. Many scoffed at the reality of this central figure until 1993, just 28 years ago, when a 3,000-year-old black basalt stone was discovered with an inscription describing how Ben Hadad, king of Damascus, had defeated a king from the house of David in battle. So less than 30 years ago, we just figured out that there was a house of David, like, in history, like I don't know, that we could physically see it. I mean, people that had the Bible knew that, believed, but... I just don't understand evidence. how many times the Bible has to know something before we know something before yeah, we get. But it's like with our own parents, they'll tell us something, and it's like until we get it wrong, we see we get the consequences. We don't find out what's right. Right. So just keep uncovering and making the Bible correct. All right. Is the Bible right when it mentions the existence of Hittite nation? Yes. What about when it mentions Belshazzar? Yes. Is it right about Pontius Pilate? Yes. And about, what about David as king of Israel? Yes. All right, then does the Bible contain ethical evidence that God is the author? Jesus said he would not hate those who are our enemies, but in contrast, he, we should love our enemies. Love our enemies. And Paul said, if your enemy is hungry, you should what? Feed him. If he's thirsty. Drink. Give him a drink. Sorry. That's from Romans. And then Luke 6, 28, Jesus said we should bless those that curse us and pray for those that despitefully use us. All right, so if men had wanted to write the Bible, they could have not have written it. And if they could have written the Bible, they would not. It contains an ethical code found nowhere else in the societal code. Definitely. And we're definitely not like this now. We're like, it's nothing to cut somebody off. You know, we're just so opposite. Right. And nobody would maintain the continuity over 500, 700, 1,000 years. Nobody could live that long. So mm. that'd be generations and generations that would have to have that same mindset. Now, the Bible is all put together now, but that's not how it came. Like, scrolls were put together. They're not, they're, it wasn't, it didn't come together. And you need to look up the history of that. And, and you need to take it serious because this is your soul. Like, if the Bible is true, the things that it says and the consequences that it says and the rewards that it says is real and the, the um, importance of your soul is real. Alright, including questions, does the Bible contain accurate pre-scientific statements that were unknown to man during that time? Yes. Is there, if there were no divine instructions or pre-scientific statements, would the Bible contain common errors <laughs> of that time? Yes. Yes. Since the Bible contains no human error from that time, yet includes numerous accurate scientific statements, it's logical to assume the writers had help 
from a divine being. They had to have had that. Had to. Does the Bible contain prophecies about Jesus hundreds of years prior to their actual occurrence? Yes. And were these prophecies general statements or did they contain details? They contain details. And did all the prophecies come true? Yes, they did. Is it possible for an uninspired human being to make 800 detailed prophecies, some 500 to 1,000 years before the events and be 100% accurate? No. We can't even tell what's going to happen tomorrow. Honestly, you can't. And when you plan something, does it ever go how you planned it? No, it doesn't. Is there archaeological evidence that supports the claims of the Bible? Yes. Well, we know that good men don't lie. So if the Bible wasn't true, they wouldn't have written it. Right. And then evil men would not have written the Bible because the Bible condemns evil men and they surely wouldn't write a self-condemning book. And Satan would not have written the Bible because it, it uh, opposes what he promotes. Right. In conclusion, isn't it obvious that the Bible contains characteristics of having a divine origin? Yes, it is. Isn't a divine being, God, the only logical explanation as to the origin of the Bible? Yes. God, a creator, the divine. Correct. And it's, I would love to study with somebody who thinks opposite of what we do. Uh, you can comment below, uh, tell us some things, and we would love to study and uh, answer these, uh, what do you call them? I can't think of the word. Uh, I don't know, opposing remarks. Yeah, that's it. And because there's just too much evidence that goes for what the Bible says and what we have found. Um, the Bible is inspired. Um, we came to that conclusion. Um, I came to it when I was 12 or 13, uh, not knowing everything, but knowing just a part of the puzzle. But now, growing up and learning this stuff, there's no denying. Right, right. I definitely think that we should start with these types of things when kids are younger, just like they do in school with the science, because it's science and history, you know? Mm -hmm. So, all right, you guys. We hope you enjoyed this study or can use it um, to help you study with someone else. Hopefully, you will come back and see next time. We will have part C, uh, talking about Christ. Who is he? And that would be a great study as well, looking at who Jesus is and what he's all about. So thanks for hanging up with us. We love you. Be the light.